This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. God's good. All right, well, we're going to conclude our, our study on masks today, uh, Daniel chapter 12. We're also going to be in Revelation 12. We're going to start off in Revelation 19, but Daniel 12 or Revelation 12, so we're going to spend most of our time. So, God's good. So I want to talk to you about the, the power of a name. How many of you think your parents probably weren't thinking when they gave you your name? Anybody? Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I got the family names, one from my mom's side, one from my dad's side. And I actually found out the other day that I wasn't named after my dad's uncle that I thought I was named. I was, thought I was named after like this side of his uncles and ended up being named. They had two on each side with the same name. And, and, and so, you know, our names are important to us. And I want to talk to you on the topic of being named today. All right. Uh, choosing a name. For a child, is it, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal, you know? And as a grandparent, it can be frustrating because you know so much more than the, than the parents. <laughs> you ought to have so much more of a say. Can I get an amen for that? Right? Yeah. Some of you wonder where I'm going with that. Well, that's my way of saying that in our family... Uh, you know, we have one grandson, and uh, he's about to be a big brother, we found out. So we're going to name another grandchild. We're so excited about that. And, and we're, it's going to be cool and, and fun, and I hope they get it right. No, no, she told me I could say that. No, she told me yesterday, she said, you can tell the world, Dad. I'm doing it right now live across the internet, all over the world. She said to me yesterday, these words for replay, Dad, you can tell the whole world now. I have told the whole world. Apparently, I don't speak daughter, but you know, just don't tell her I told you, okay? (laughs) I have behaved like two months on that information, and she said, go, and so I went. (laughs) You know? All right, let me get back to my sermon. (laughs) Grandbaby number two. All right, God's good. All right, so, so excited. Want him to give it a good name, because what happens in name is so important. And, you know, sometimes you have friends that, that... they earn nicknames or they earn uh, just certain reputations about their name. We, we used to have this guy that would worked here at the church, and he always, always forgot his wallet at lunchtime. Always. Am I speaking the truth? Always forgot his lunch at, uh, wallet at lunchtime. So we'd all go out, and he'd go, oh, man, I left my wallet. So now we call that, do it, and we say his name. And we have another staff member that keeps trying to pull that. And we, we, we've just about started calling him by that person's name. All right. And I'm like, you see, you become known sometimes. Your name is so important. And so I want to talk to you about the power of what you are named by. 
And in case you haven't figured it out, the world's constantly trying to change your name. Now, we're in the last chapter of Daniel. But in the first chapter of Daniel, you're going to find how that in the year 606 B.C., they bring Daniel and these other captives from, from Judah to Babylon. And one of the very first things they do, listen to what I'm about to tell you, is they rename them. Listen to me. Because if they could rename them, they could tame them. And that's the plan of the enemy for your life. He wants to rename you. I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking to you. He wants to rename you into some failure or some problem or some struggle so that by naming you by that problem or by that struggle or by that reputation, you then become bound to that name and that name holds you back. So instead of being who God's called you to be, you are renamed by all of those thoughts. And in the last service, it was kind of kind of interesting. People just began to tell me those things that they have been named by. And as they've been named by those things, I thought about the pain that was behind each one of those. Somebody said they they were named by their insecurities, and somebody said they feel like they've been named as worthless, and and all of these pains and all of these struggles that, that we've allowed to name us. And it's so important that we realize there's a better name that we live by. But before I read this, here's the problem. Unfortunately, some of us are living up to the name we've been given. Revelation 19.9 reads like this. Then he said to me, Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those. Can I tell you who are going to be called to this futuristic event? This is where the church ends up back where Jesus is. Who's going to get to go? Well, I can tell you from our last service today, six more people gave their life to Jesus Christ, and they're going to be a part of that, okay? We're so excited about that. God's doing awesome things, but hey, it's a futuristic event. This is not something from the past. Jesus said when he received the Passover with him, he said, I'm not going to do this again until we do it in the kingdom of heaven. He said, I'm not going to drink from this or eat this again until we do this together in the kingdom of heaven. And he's speaking of a a uniting with the church again. So important. And he said to me, now this is not speaking of the Lord, but he said to me, this is angelic being, these are the true sayings of God. All right, this angelic being says, this is what God has that's true. And he says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. And I've not said this in any of the other services, but I want you to realize something. He said, I have been in the presence of God and I might reflect God, but there's nothing about me that's godly. I do not deserve to be worshiped. Listen to me. When you begin to carry yourself in some way that other people ought to be looking up to you or bowing down to you, you have a wrong perspective and you've been allowing yourself to be named by a haughtiness and a pride that keep people from seeing the true name that they need to see. This is important. And he says, no, 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 don't do that, okay? He said, don't do that because I am your fellow servant and your brethren who have the, watch this, the testimony, the what? testimony of Jesus. Worship God. He said, look, look, I bear the name of Jesus also. 
worship God for the testimony of Jesus. Oh, I feel this. The testimony, the name carers of Christ know that there's a testimony of Jesus. The gospel, the truth of Jesus is the spirit, watch this, of prophecy. Notice this. A testimony is important. A testimony is significant. This is important on many, many levels. And I want you to understand this. The testimony of God is, are you living up to the name of Jesus Christ? Because when you live up to the name of Jesus, it becomes a spirit of prophecy about the rest of your life. Now, I don't know what you've been named like in life, but some of you feel like you've measured up to that name, but you don't feel like you can measure up to being known as an example of Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you a story from my life. Now, when I tell this story, uh, there's somebody in this room who's going to give me a hard time about this next week. So not too many months ago, I'm on a drive. As I'm on a drive, I happen to realize that I'm driving the Victory 91.5 radio station van, the Victory van. I'm going down the road in the Victory van. I, it's blastered all over the, the van. Victory 91.5 FM, you know, and, and all the little statements and everything's on there. And I'm so excited about it. And then somebody cuts me off. I suddenly felt, you know, that scripture said he has fire in his eyes. I felt fire in my eyes. I clenched the steering wheel and I thought, I'll teach you. And then a thought went through my head. I saw a news article that said, Victory 91.5 van involved in road rage incidents. <laughs> Look at Kelly's like, I'm going to get you later. Right, yeah. And I'm like, involved in incident. And the fire went from to because I was surrounded by the name that I was representing. And because I was surrounded by the name I was representing, I had to realize something. Though the character I was feeling was not manifesting the name, I had to line up my life with the name. Are you with me? You see, the name or the testimony of Jesus becomes the spirit of prophecy. Because let me just explain something to you. You're not finished yet. You're not done yet. You have weaknesses. You have struggles. You have problems. I have struggles. I have weaknesses. I am not where I am supposed to be yet. And I can live in a spirit of defeat saying, well, I can't even claim the name. I can't, I don't need to tell anybody I'm a Christian because guess what? I don't want anything Christ-like on my vehicle because I'm guarantee you there's not going to be anything Christ-like about my driving. There's a problem. When I don't want anybody to know that I'm a believer, because I don't live up to the name, I've got trouble. But you see, the spirit of testimony about Christ becomes a spirit of prophecy that says, 
I may not be a finished product yet, but he started working on me. And because of what he started doing inside of me, there's a progress that's going on inside of me that I'm headed where I need to go. I might not always represent the name right, but I'm going to do my best. Why? Because I'm carrying a different name. I'm under a different name. I'm going to go forward in his name. Some of you are going, well, it doesn't work like that. Well, see, some things you need to understand. Some things must be said. Some things must be named. And until there is declaration, there will be no revelation. Let me explain this to you in further detail. Your faith begins with declaration. Do you name it? Have you lived up to the name? But listen to this. How does your faith start? I have to confess that I'm a sinner. In other words, I have to say, I'm wrong. I'm a sinner. And I feel the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. This is so important. I have to say, I'm not perfect. Some of you, if you were to say, I was wrong, your family would want to record that for future evidence. Why? Because you have trouble confessing that. But when I confess that I'm not perfect and I was wrong, it starts me on the right journey because I'm speaking in the spirit of prophecy about where I'm headed. Now listen to me carefully. This is important. If you keep your faith silent, you can't operate in this spirit of prophecy. Oh, but Pastor Don, we know we should never talk about politics or religion. I agree with you. Never talk about politics or religion unless you want to fight. But I didn't say talk about politics or religion. I said talk about faith. There's a big difference. Faith is what I believe God's done in me and what he's going to do with me. Where does it start? Well, look at this, Matthew 10, 32. This is so important. It says, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Those who, those who live by my name and let other people see that you're surrounded by the name on earth, hey, I'll tell my Father, you're name carriers. But everyone who denies me on earth, Everyone who keeps it quiet on earth, I will deny before my Father in heaven. It's not an option. I must be a name bearer. I must carry him. Some of you are going, Pastor Don, I've got, this, I've got this prophetic teaching on Daniel 12 right over here that I want to give you, but I feel what I'm talking to you about right now. I feel that so many of us have been named by the wrong names for far too long. But you have to understand, God put you into the cast of this hour. Some of you are like, I don't see my name in the Bible anywhere. Well, when it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, that's talking about you. When it says there were great waters in Scripture in the end times, that's talking about the church of the end times, the great waters of the end times. You may not be called, I mean, it may not say, I'm trying to think, you know, well, Don's name's not in there. It may not say Don this, but it does talk about those who preach the gospel. 
You see, you have to find yourself in the cast. Because each of us is equipped and destined to live in God's kingdom and not expand our own. But here's the problem. We're living up to a different name. Now, we want things named. Like, you know, you never, she brought it up this week. I, we'd been dating a few months and, and I, I was, I thought, well, okay, she's the one. And so I never wanted to be one of those guys who like told the whole world that I love them. So I didn't. Anybody I dated, that was just, we didn't go there. But then I look at her and I look at her and I, I said it this way. I said, I, 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 and she knew where I was going. She said, well, if it takes you that long to say it, don't say it. I said, I want you to realize I plan on saying this to one person. I love you. I wanted to name what it was. Now, you see, when you name a time or you name a relationship, it changes things. And a lot of people have been coming to me, and they're saying, okay, Pastor, you've been teaching on prophecy. Is this the start of the tribulation period? Is this it? Are we at the start of the tribulation period? And I said, well, what evidence do you think there is that this is the start of the tribulation period, okay? What evidence is there? And they'll say to me, well, we're in a pandemic, okay, get that? There's all these different different truths that are flying around. The evil is abounding on every side. Is this, will you name this as tribulation? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what I call it. But I say, I don't know that we should name it the tribulation. Because let's just look at another time period for just a moment. Here's another time period. If this is 2020, what happened in 1920? In 1920, there was 20 million deaths the couple years before from a world war. 20 million people have been wiped off the face of the earth. And if that wasn't bad enough, they're hit by a pandemic, watch this, that wipes Are you ready for this? Wipes 50 to 70 million people off the face of the earth. We've seen 200 and some thousand. So then out west, they have a racial clash that is considered by historians to be the worst racial clash in the history of the United States. 100 years ago. And do you know what the people asked their pastors then? Is this the tribulation? So I have to say this to you. It is not my job, nor was it Daniel's job, to say when the tribulation was going to happen. There's only one person who knows when that is, and that's the Father. My job is to tell you how to be ready for the impending judgment that is ahead. And how you're going to be ready for the impending judgment that is ahead is are you living up to the name of Jesus Christ? And I'm going to ask you a simple question about that. Are you living up to the testimony of Jesus? Are you living up to your testimony? 
I mean, if they were to come in here today and arrest all of us for the capital offense of being Christians, how many of us would wind up serving time? When they call witnesses from your jobs, how many of us are going to be weary they're going to call witnesses from our jobs they're going to find us guilty or how many of us are going to be like well there's no way they're going to find me guilty when they search your search histories when they follow the communications you've had with people when they see what you've been watching in the movies or excuse me nowadays in your home theaters is there enough evidence that you bear the name of Jesus? Because bearing the name is so important because bearing the name, and listen to me carefully, bearing the name is what carries me toward a better place in Christ. I might not be finished, but I'm going to do my best to live up to the standard of the name. Daniel chapter 12 and Revelation chapter 12, if you'll read them, Daniel chapter 12 begins like this. It says, at that time, the archangel who protects your, your people will arise and there will be a time of distress, the likes of which will not have occurred from the beginning of the nations until that time. But at that time, your people, uh, everyone whose name is found written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be delivered. Okay, So the name is so important. So stay with me. If I go to Revelation chapter 12, it begins just the same. Then there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and, and, the, and the great dragon, verse 9, is thrown down to the earth. And, he, and watch this, to try to deceive the whole world. This is important. So that, See, they're, they're really talking about the same thing. And then I heard a loud voice saying, Oh, look what God's doing. Salvation's come. The accuser of the brethren is cast down to earth. I'm, I know I'm rushing, but I want to get you somewhere. And they've defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony, by living up to the name. The way we're going to be ready if the tribulation begins tomorrow is living up to the name. Can we be found guilty? Can we be found guilty? Are we living up to our testimony? This is so important. You see, the world wants to change your name. Another place we actually find in Scripture, in Revelation, it says that, that if possible, even the very elect will be deceived. And they will abandon, their, lo their love will grow cold. They'll abandon their testimonies. They'll stop serving the name of Jesus. So important. So I want you to listen to what I'm about to tell you. Because the world wants to rename you. It wants to steal your joy. It wants to steal your faith. And it wants to make you something other than you are. Because if it can rename you, it can tame you. Let me show you from the book of Daniel why this is important. Daniel chapter 12 is an interesting period in Daniel's life. He is 90 years old. 
At 90 years of age, Daniel has outlasted multiple kings and multiple nations. He's living in an era that the average lifespan is about 30 to 32 years of age. He's lived three times longer, and they all, watch this, they all come and go, and Daniel's still standing. But I don't really want to talk about the kings that came and went. I want to talk to you about the people who came with him when Nebuchadnezzar brought them to Babylon. There were four mentioned in this passage very distinctly. The first was Daniel. Does anybody remember the other three? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Interesting. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many of you would agree with me that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were probably righteous men? Let me just put it to you this way. They went all the way to the fiery furnace and found God in the fiery furnace. Came out the other side. How many of you feel like they were probably pretty righteous guys? Yeah. But the problem is this. Daniel went all the way to the lion's den. But we don't say Daniel's other name when we talk about the lion's den. We don't say Daniel's other name. We say Daniel and the lion's den. You know what his other name was? Belshazzar. What a name. We don't go, now children, let me tell you about Belshazzar and the lion's den. But we do say, let me tell you about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But their names were Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. What happened? Somehow, Daniel lived in such a way that his name survived when theirs did not. Here's what I want to present to you. That Daniel survived with his name because he lived up to his name. His name meant a testimony, or you shall be known by the faithfulness of God. His name was something he lived up to. He lived up to the name that he was given. And we remember his name. Most of us have spent our lives living down to the names of the failures that we've made. You're known as an adulterer. You're known as somebody who got pregnant out of wedlock. You're known as a drug addict. You're known as, as a thief. You're known as somebody with a criminal history. You're known as, as all of these things. And we've been living down to those names our whole life. And so that when somebody says your name, yesterday as I walked into to somewhere in town, I heard, Pastor Don, War Hill. Lord, please let me behave. I was not in a particularly good mood, and we sit down at a, a, a table, and, and, I, and I'm trying my best to just 
get through the mood. I'm really trying hard and, and, and I'm like, if everybody around me just relax, I could relax a little better. I'm in a bad mood and, and, and I'm trying and it's not really, but I'm being as nice as I know how. I'm trying to be a good representative of that. And Joe comes walking in. And the waitress comes up to me and goes, she says, do I know you from somewhere? And I'm like, probably not. She said, are you a preacher? I said, well, maybe. I said, Warhill? I said, yeah. You see, I was having a rough moment, so I didn't really feel like living up to the name. Because if I live up to the pastor title, then I've got to live up in the church title, then I've got to be representing the one who called me and the one whose church it really is. And I didn't feel like that right this mo that moment. I just wanted to go home and go to bed. Give up. Frustrated. Long day. Been a long weekend. But then sometimes you're not known by those names. You're known by, oh, that's the one that did that crime, or that's the one that did that, or that's the one that's, I don't know, let's go to the woman at the well. She's been married so many times, everybody forgot, has lost count. And they didn't even know her name. Just the woman at the well. Jesus looked at her. He called her daughter called her by a better name. I would purport with you or to you in closing today that you've lived up to those fallen names long enough and there's a better name. And if you'll let him call you by his name, it doesn't matter whether there's a tribulation or not. You're going to be ready if you're living up to the name of Jesus. Just stand with me in this place. Wow. I don't know who's watching today, but I'm going to just tell you again, that's the three separate sermons, three totally different moments in our church. God's been speaking to every crowd in what they need to hear. I just feel this in my heart. Some of you have been so busy trying to create a name. A name that could be worshipped or looked up to. But you've not lifted up the name enough. You've not been living up to the name. Can I tell you your pastor fails living up to the name? There's areas in my life and struggles in my life that I don't feel like I measure up. But the verse I read to you in the beginning tells me not to live in condemnation, but to realize that when I call on Jesus it, and I declare I am the righteousness of Christ, that it's a spirit of prophecy that says you might not be that yet, but that's who you're becoming. That says, hey, listen, I don't know who needs to get what I'm about to say to you, but you listen, I've, I've been up since two 45 this morning, boring in the spirit over all three of these services today. This is so important. You may not have lived up to the name, 
But if you'll begin to claim the name of Jesus over your life, you're going to go to a better place in Christ. I want you to bow your heads with me in this place. Okay, Pastor Don, you've, you've abandoned your message. Quite literally, I've stepped out on the water and I've been walking today on the water for somebody. Because the name of Jesus is the only thing that's going to cause you to rise to a better place. I'm going to make this quick, but I'm going to ask you today. How many of you here would say with your pastor, I've not been living up to the name of Jesus the way that I should, and I'm willing to repent today. Let me see your hand in this place. The majority of hands in this place. There is grace. Oh, see, that's the Holy Spirit right now. That makes all of this, what I've been feeling up here, worth it. There is a spirit of prophecy in what you just did that said, I'm not living up to it. He said, but through me, you will. Put your hands down for just a moment. Let me ask you one more question. You're here today. And you say, Pastor Don, there's no hope of me living up to the name of Jesus because I've never surrendered my life to the name of Jesus. I've never really surrendered my heart to Jesus. I've prayed prayers, but I've never completely surrendered my life to Christ. If that's you, I want to pray for you right where you are. If that's you, I want to pray for you right there. And I, can I see your hand if you say today's the day you want to give your life and surrender your life completely to Jesus Christ. If, that, if that's you, can I see your hand? Thank you. Is there another? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who will join with these four today? Are there others? This is it. This is your moment. This is your time. You can put those down. We're about to pray. That's going to change your life forever. Some of you have been on my heart this week. It's a blessing to know God's about to change your life forever. Is there any others that have not raised their hands yet that will join with these four? Thank you. Five that will join with these five today. Six, thank you. We'll join with these six. Maybe you're watching and you want to say right there, if this is my moment, I want Jesus right now. Just type it into the comments and our online pastor is going to help walk you through the th same thing I'm about to walk them through. Is there there's six here? Are there others? Thank you. Thank you. I've seen these hands. Are there is there is there a seven? All right, we're gonna do what the word of God says to do. I'm gonna pray over you, and then I'm gonna invite you all to pray with me as they confess Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead. Let me pray for you all first. Father, in this place there's a spirit of prophecy yet even now moving. Lord, you have taken a message that has burned in my heart all week long and you have constricted it down to, to the, the most minute point in it so you could speak to hearts the way you want to today. And now between these two services, there are 12 people who said this will be the day I give my life to Jesus. God, I couldn't be more thankful but there are also dozens and dozens in this place who join me and say there's areas of my life I'm not living up to the name 
And I thank you that the Holy Spirit of God meets them, washes them, and begins to propel them to a better place in you. For through Christ, they shall do valiantly. For they are the blood-bought children of the King. Father, now we pray collectively. I want you to help me all, even those watching, I want you to help me pray with all of these that have responded today. Let's pray together as we confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Jesus, by faith, I declare I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And from this moment forward, I surrender my life to you. I receive your grace. Forgive me. And now I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. From this moment forward, God is my Father. Heaven is my home. Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Now come on, let's celebrate that today. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.